guys, welcome back to another episode of the DFS Dose, your fix of DFS information, strategy, and analysis. I'm your host, Ben Hover, and as always, I'm joined by the two Jays, Joey and Jared. And gentlemen, we have arrived. It is time. NFL kickoff is here, and with it, the DFS grind is officially in full effect. Um, on today's show, we are going to give a brief look at TNF before we dive right into the main slate, where we will go position by position give all of our top plays in terms of both cash and GPP. But before we do that, a couple of housekeeping notes. Uh, You may have noticed that we did not appear across your iTunes, Stitcher, and other podcast feeds on Monday, as we usually do. Um, Honestly, we just want to apologize for that. Totally on me. Um, As well as hosting the Spectacular Podcast, I also engineer and edit the audio. And, you know, without getting, you know, too deep into it, some of the audio files were just corrupted and it was just impossible to publish a quality podcast. So, you know, rather than putting out something that was average or bad quality, we decided to just withhold the entire thing and just sort of dive extra deep into things today. So, again, we apologize for the issue. It's been resolved and should not hinder any release of our podcasts going forward on Mondays and Thursdays. So, um, you know, now that... It's okay. It's okay, Ben. Everybody makes <laughs> mistakes, man. Yeah, I mean, when I woke up... Just blame it on the technology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's technology's fault. Technology. Um, so, Just, you know... Just uh, hit that save button for now, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll do what we can. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Joey, before we get into things, would you mind telling the people how they can support the pod? You can support the DFS Dose podcast by subscribing on iTunes. It's as simple as pulling out your handy-dandy iPhone going on the podcast app searching the dfs dose and just hit that subscribe button it'll take 30 seconds and it will help us out immensely yeah i mean 30 seconds for our you know eternal gratitude it's pretty cheap price gotta say very cheap um so let's not waste any time let's get right into it we got a lot to talk about football is here and it is time the dfs grind is officially started so uh tomorrow or actually i guess tonight since it's thursday when you'll be hearing this uh tnf thursday night football kickoff falcons at eagles what do we think general thoughts um jared why don't you kick us off yeah so i think um i'm on the falcon side of things tomorrow i would personally i actually personally took them in a bet straight up instead of the irrelevant plus one that they're getting because can't win by half points so it doesn't really matter but i like them i love julio he's like eclipsed 100 yards receiving and some stupid amount of games against them four, four straight yeah. games over 100 yeah. yards yeah um i also love Devonte freeman and on the other side zach Ertz is a complete lock for me and i wouldn't touch much else um, any interest in Nelson Aguilar? What with uh, Alshon Jeffrey slated to miss the game, um, Aguilar should potentially be the top target. Although maybe Ertz is, you know, gets more targets, but Aguilar will definitely be a focal point of the offense. Um, is he gonna draw Trufant, or is he gonna draw like Alfred? If he draws Trufant, I'm off. Well, Aguilar plays all over the formation. I think he took quite a bit of slot snaps. I mean, they might push him more outside since Alshon's gone, but. He'll definitely play outside. I think. Yeah, I'm off him then because Trufant 
is completely underrated, and he played really well towards, especially towards the end of last year. Sure, sure. Um, let's uh on the other side of the ball. Well, I guess the Eagles side of the ball. What do you think, uh, Joey? Anybody you're interested in? Yeah, I'd probably be interested in Ertz. Uh, maybe, maybe a Nick Foles play. Oh my God. I don't. I don't know. I I might play Nick Foles because just because. The Falcons secondary isn't that good. Like last year, they ranked twenty fifth, which is pretty bad. So I think a lot of people are undervaluing the Eagles since uh you know they're missing uh Wentz and Alshon, so they're definitely gonna be low lower owned rather than to the Falcons. So I feel like Nick Foles could provide some uh, variance if you play him. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm personally going to be probably fading the overall Thursday slate. Um, in terms of, like, a showdown, though, I would have some interest in the Falcons' D just because, I mean, if you've been following preseason, Foles has not looked like he's about to follow up his Super Bowl winning campaign. It looks like he's been struggling. Again, they're missing Elshon Jeffrey. Um, Can I just say that was a fluke? A fluke run? Fluke run? Like uh, like Flacco? Yes, exactly like Flacco. Mm, interesting. Great great comparison because he is not that quarterback. I mean, granted, he did play lights out for the entire playoffs. I will give him that. But he is not that quarterback. Hence why he didn't have a job like two years ago. Well, Foles has been streaky his whole career. If you think back, I mean, he is tied I mean, for yeah. the record with Peyton Manning, I think, for seven touchdowns in one game because he just had that crazy, you know, lights yeah. out game a couple years back. He's, He's ha- just always had ups and downs so i mean yeah i don't know he's he's had some good games but it's not like he's an elite talent no. at quarterback yeah not at all i mean I, I would only have interest in him if i'm playing the showdown um i just think there's way too much value out there at quarterback on the main slate if i'm playing uh you know just traditional DraftKings. for the showdown slate uh the highest priced players are julio and matt ryan so you could get Nick Foles at ninety eight hundred and like throw him in a flex because I think, I think Julio's locked into the MVP spot because in showdowns they do, uh five flex and one MVP where the MVP gets one point five fantasy points. So I think Julio should go on the MVP and then Nick Foles could be a uh, interesting flex option. I right, well if you guys are playing a showdown, I mean I have a lineup real quick. I don't know if you guys will end up playing Banner Joey, but um, I have a. Uh, Julio in the captain spot, then Zach Ertz, Matt Ryan, Falcons defense, Devontae Freeman, and Matt Bryant. Yeah, that's pretty solid. Um, I, I, yeah, I like that lineup. Full-on Falcons stack except for Ertz. Um. Yeah, like I said, I'm fully on the Falcons. I'm not the only Eagle that I would be on other than Ertz would maybe Jay Ajayi. Yeah, I like a Jai tomorrow. Um, yeah, I'm off. I'm off Aguilar. I wouldn't touch Nick Foles. I mean, another name I could play is Corey Clement, and that'd be straight GPP. Yeah, I could see Clement. I like that lineup. Yeah, that's pretty good. But we do have quite a bit to talk about today, so let's move on to the main slate on DraftKings. Um, we're gonna be going position by position here. And uh, I think it's only right that we start off with quarterback. So, Joey, um, let's start off talking about cash games. So, for cash games, who I'm looking at would probably be uh, Phillip Rivers, 
at 6,400. Um, Kirk Cousins at 6,500. And then I'll just name one more. I think I'm on um, Watson at 6,700. So cash? just around. Yeah. Okay. The Patriots secondary is very iffy. I agree. And he did, and he did uh, tear up the Patriots last season. It was a close game. Uh, Tom Brady had to connect with Brandon Cooks on a sideline touchdown with like, I believe it was like five seconds left or ten seconds left. That was nasty. What a way to lose. Little toe tapper. Yeah. 33-28. But yeah, he played really well against the Patriots uh, last year. Although I don't think he's going to be the same player and produce at that same rate. I feel like he's still a pretty good play against a iffy secondary. Yeah, and it is the highest uh, projected total on the week. Yeah, so it should be high scoring. I mean, they could throw, or both the Patriots and Texans could throw a curveball and not score and, you know, mess the whole slate up. But I think Watson is a pretty safe cash lock for me. And then um, with Kirk Cousins, he's playing at home against the Niners. Yes, <clears throat> it will be his first game with the Vikings, but I trust him as a top six fantasy quarterback from last year to get the job done against a Niners secondary that isn't really good. And then I absolutely love Phillip Rivers at home uh, week one against the Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs lost Marcus Peters, and they just don't have anybody else in that secondary. So... Except for Eric Berry, who's who's obviously good, but I think Rivers will tear them up. Yeah, personally, um, that'd be my three picks for cash. I'm totally there with you on Rivers. Love Rivers um, for all the reasons that you said. I can't really agree with Kirk Cousins just because he's going to be in a completely new offense from what he's used to. I mean, he was in a pass-first offense with a bad defense before, and now he's going to be on a run-first team with a good defense. So I just don't know if the volume is going to be there. I mean, it could be true what you're saying about him just being a top-six quarterback, but I I would want to wait beyond week one to test the waters on that. Let me toss a name out to you, though. The man that Kirk Cousins is replacing, way down at 5,100, Case Keenum, is no. going to be probably my biggest decision on if I can pull the trigger on Keenum at 51, playing an abysmal Seahawks defense that people are not quite caught up yet, I don't think, as to how bad the Seahawks are going to be. Granted, Earl Thomas is ending his holdout and will play, but he's been away from the team all offseason, and when you consider the rest of their losses um, – yeah, I think Keenum is pretty intriguing, if not just for how bad uh, the Seahawks' defense is going to be, in my opinion. Did you see the Cowboys offered a second-round for him, second-round pick? For Thomas? Yeah, and they declined. Yeah. They said they want more. Yeah, well, they're not going to get it. For for aging safety? Yeah. I mean, he's still good, but he's going to be, what, 30 years old, I think? Yeah. What do you guys think about Keenum? I know you're not a fan, Jared. No, I definitely... There's so many other options I would take. Like, I've been on the deck train all year, all all year, all offseason uh, leading up to the slate. Um, I would, I don't know, I'd rather, I'd rather spend up for quarterback. What about you, Joey, as far as Keenum? I'm playing him in GPP. I don't know if I would play him in cash just because um, I want that, like, safer ceiling that I can get with, like, Rivers or Cousins. Mm-hmm. 
but I mean, I love Keenum this week as of just a play in general. Like, if you have him in your fantasy league or if he's on the waiver wire, you know, pick him up, start him, he'll do good. But I'm definitely playing him in GPP. Like, I sent you guys my GPP lineup, and he's in there along with uh, Sanders. So, I don't know. I think he, I think he's going to go off. So, if you, if you want to... Uh, spend down at quarterback in cash and pay up at running back or receiver. He's definitely the play for a low option quarterback. Yeah. So for me, the thing that Keatum allows you to do in cash is pay up for Gronk at tight end. Whereas if you don't, you're going to be looking at the lower options, which we will talk about when we get to tight end. But um, I just I think that Gronk is a huge edge in cash this week, and uh, I think that Keatum allows you to fit him in there. Um. But uh, I've, I mean, I've stated on the podcast previous episodes that Gronk will go off for two touchdowns. I think that was the first episode. Yeah, and I think that's a completely uh, reasonable expectation. But um, in terms of GPP quarterbacks, you already mentioned Keenum. He's in consideration for me in cash, and I'll definitely have him in GPPs. But who are some other uh, GPP quarterbacks that we're going to be interested in? Andy Dalton. I was just going to say him as well, Andy Dalton. I think Andy Dalton can be one of the highest scoring um, quarterbacks on the slate easily. I think he goes off this week, to be completely honest. Also, I could a, see it, but do you have any concern that the Bengals won't be able to hold up and that they might just be grinding clock towards the end of the game rather than having Dalton continue to pass the ball? I mean, this. I think it's a kind of lean. Sorry, it kind of leans on the. Nah, you um, go, <laughs> if Andrew Luck is playing and he's playing decently well, the Colts are going to score. Um, I think this game's going to be a complete shootout, and that's why when we get to receivers, I also have a receiver I love. But I'm a big fan of Andy Dalton. I'm playing him in cash and GPP this week. That's pretty interesting. I, um, Joey, go ahead. I, I agree with the Andy Dalton play, and the reason with that is because so if Andrew Luck is playing, and obviously he's going to play, he's healthy, the Colts, honestly, will probably win the game, in my opinion. I honestly so, don't think that there's any chance it, of that. <laughs> if it's a close game, well, I mean, when Andrew Luck is starting for the Colts, they there's a good chance that they're going to win no matter how bad their defense is or the pieces that he has around. But that's assuming that Andrew Luck is going to be playing at the same level that he was post-injury, and we haven't even seen him connect deep yet, I mean, which was a huge part of his game. I mean, I'm just putting faith in him as a franchise quarterback, and I think think he leads them to a win because the Bengals are severely overrated uh, every year. Marvin Lewis is probably one of the worst coaches in football. I don't even know how he has a job. Um, that's why I think Andy Dalton will uh, be able to have more pass attempts because the game will be close. Uh, they'll have to get first downs, move the chains. As well as, over the course of last year, the Bengals only averaged around 56 plays per game in the second half of the season, which is extremely low. Like Teams like the Dolphins average more than that last year so uh that number figures to increase and they want to uh get that going by you know moving more up tempo and becoming a faster pace offense so i think 
I think Andy Dalton could be in line for 25 pass attempts, which could result in some big plays and uh, potentially a big uh, scoring uh, day. I'm just going to put out uh, put this out there that I'm going to be probably taking a stand against uh, any of that happening, although it's hard for me to balance how bad I think the Colts' secondary is, which you know I think makes Green and Ross great plays with how bad um, – I'm anticipating Luck to be in his first game. Not that I don't think that Luck can have what will end up to be a good season. I just think it's going to be rough for him out the gate. Um, In past years, Luck has been pretty much the shining star of their otherwise bad roster, and things have really not changed. They still have an overall bad roster outside of Luck and T.Y. Hilton. And if Luck doesn't come out at the same high-level top-five quarterback, which is going to be tough for him to do coming off of an injury that sidelined him for over a year, um, I just I think that I might be on the Bengals D as just sort of a contrarian option with all the people believing luck is going to be what he was. I mean, his first three years, he went 11 and five with pretty bad Colts teams. And that's when he was like really healthy. And then he started getting injured in 2015. They went the Colts went eight and eight in 2015, eight and eight, 2016 and four and 12 last year. So, so I mean, conversely, do you do you have interest in luck? Yes, some interest. Because I mean, if you think that the game will shoot out to the point that Dalton could be a GPP winner, you I have to think, have some faith know. in in luck, or at least bringing those lineups back with either you know Ty Hill. I mean, you, it would have to be if if this game shoots out, Ty has to have a big game. Yeah, I like Ty, hundred percent, and. You know, I don't necessarily think that it's going to be a complete shootout, like a 42 to 35 score type of game. I think it'll be around like 28 to 24, somewhere in that range. But that's enough touchdowns for, uh, you know, players to get points. So, you know, if the Colts win 28-24 and Luck has three touchdowns, <clears throat> that's a pretty good day, you know? Yeah. Um. So, I mean, I could definitely see that happening, but it's definitely a risk with some of the points that you've mentioned before. So I think Andy Dalton throws for three touchdowns. I think both of them throw for three touchdowns. I, well, it I sounds like you guys are going to have some, uh, Bengals Colts stacks. Um, I'm before high, we move on high, to a... high, high Bengals this, this week, uh, before we move on to our next position, uh, is there anybody else you want to mention at quarterback? Um, if you want to pay up, I love Cam Newton. Yeah. Cam yeah. is a solid GPP option, and I think right below him, you have to consider Drew Brees. Um, um, I mean, Kamara, Michael Thomas, and Brees could be a, you know, that could be like 90 points right there. It is expensive. Have the Cardinals announced still. who's starting? Is Bradford starting, like, officially? Yes. Okay. So the lowest salary starter would be Eli Manning, 4,700. What if he snapped? Okay, so if you guys okay. want a, a complete random GPP play, I'm playing Eli Manning, Odell, Sterling Shepard, <laughs> and Saquon. If they if they snap, you're winning every GPP. Yeah. I mean, I could see it. That being said, Eli only had – he had a game with 27 points and 31 points, and everything else was under uh, – 24 last year so it'd be super but i mean i guess you know 4700 you have to consider that 
yeah, and I mean, he was missing Odell and didn't have Barkley. So, you know, at 4,700, I think that's actually pretty interesting, and it should be super low owned. Yeah, but, you know, I feel like he'll only be owned by, like, the people that are first getting into DraftKings or FanDuel, and they're just like, oh, I'm going to pick everybody from the team that I like. I feel like that's <laughs> that's kind of what you do when you first start and you don't really know much. You're just like, I'm going to pick players on the team that I'm going to watch, and it's going to be fun. Well, l- let me tell us this one at you. Uh, this is actually the lowest I've ever seen a quarterback on DraftKings, Nathan Peterman, 4,200. Oh, he, yeah, he is the lowest starting quarterback. Yo, what if he just, right. like, Not turned Eli. his life around and he drops <laughs> up the Ravens? That would do, that, that would be insane because Ravens' D is going to be super high-owned. I mean, nobody would see that coming. I mean, you know, just think, you know, GPP mindset, a it's GPP. a possibility. That would win you a GPP. It's yeah. quite popping um, off for 50. That being said, even I'm not that crazy. That being said, he had two game. well – Counting the wild card game against Jacksonville, he had two games that he had negative fantasy points. Yeah, and I think that he might be heading for a third. But he didn't. He didn't start in the Jags game. He only threw three passes. So yeah, I mean, this boy Jalen Ramsey said, "Give me that. I'm sending this game home." <laughs> <laughs> Questionable interception, though. Uh, hey, whatever works. You know what I'm saying? He put it yeah. in his pocket and took it home. All right, let's talk about uh, running back here. Um, so right off the bat, uh, one of the biggest stories in the NFL right now is it looks like Le'Veon Bell's holdout is going to extend into the regular season. So uh, he's currently the highest price running back on DraftKings at 9400 um, You know, we are recording this Wednesday night. It comes out on Thursday. So if, we, uh, if any new information comes out after that, we won't have it. But um, if James Conner is the starter – wait, James Conner? Yeah, James Conner. If he's the starter yeah. at uh, 4,500, do we have any interest? Yes. Yeah, that Steelers system for running backs is insane. You saw what D'Angelo Williams, old man D'Angelo Williams yeah. did. Because he'll get catches as well as rushing attempts because that's just, like Jared said, that's the Steelers system. Like, they'll send him out on, like, a little dump off. Uh, the Browns will get pressure. Big Ben will stand up in the pocket and just dump it off to him, and he'll get you know a couple catches, which ultimately increases his value. I like him personally. I think that without their best player um, in Le'Veon Bell, I mean, you could also argue that it's, it's Antonio Brown. Yeah, Antonio but I, but I think better. that they're gonna feature Antonio Brown in the passing game, if anything. Um, I could also see the Browns being an upset winner in this game and Big Ben struggling on the road as he has for the last couple of years. Um, If you look at his splits, he's got some of the most profound splits in terms of quarterback and just how bad he does on the road. And the bank, uh, the Browns have a good run defense. They, uh, they, you know, opponents facing them average less than a hundred yards per game against them, despite being an 0 16 team. Um, They added defensive talent in the draft um, I'm kind of off of Connor. I think that there's plenty of value on this slate just because of how early the prices were released that you can pivot off of uh, Connor, especially if he's going to be highly owned against a defense defensive matchup that I think is going to be better than people anticipate. You make, you make some very valid points, Ben. Thank you, sir. Very, very valid. Um, in that same low price range uh, as James Connor, at this very same price, you could go over to Carlos Hyde. 
Um, I, I, he's going to be a workhorse for Cleveland, I think. I need to pay down for Rex Burkhead over a lot of running backs, honestly. Yeah, Burkhead is super know, popular, Texans. but what do you guys think about the possibility of Burkhead um, and even right below him at 4,000, James White, who I've got some interest in? Uh, no. <laughs> As a Patriots fan. Like, no. No. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> As a, as a Patriots fan, honestly, you just don't know what they're gonna do with the running backs. the The game plan could ch- could change after halftime, and they could just completely abandon uh, the running backs, which makes it's so unpredictable. Well, yeah, which makes them all bad cash plays, but pretty decent GPP plays if you pick the right one. Yeah, for sure. If you could guess which one is gonna, you know, get all the catches. And, and speaking of, is uh, is Michelle on track to play? He's questionable he as of today. Right? Yeah, he's been practicing, but what I've seen is that he's questionable and that he probably won't play. So it'll be Burkhead getting most of the work. James White will <clears throat> obviously rotate in on pass downs and could play in the slot or since the Patriots only have three active receivers in Dorsett, Patterson, and Hogan. So James White... Could be an option because he might line up at receiver. And then Jeremy Hill is figured to get some short yardage work. That's the reports coming out of Patriots practices so far this week. Mm-hmm. Um, back on the uh, on the higher end of the spectrum, who do you guys like in terms of cash games? Um, main, who's like your main cash staple plays uh, for this week? Overall or just like running back? Yeah, running back. Uh, Alex Collins, Christian McCaffrey. Love both of those plays. I mean, I know no one's probably with me, but Joe Mixon. Um, I've got interest in Mixon in terms of GPP, especially since I think that, uh, like I said, that luck may not be what we expect. I'll just come. I'll just come out and say that I'm a Joe Mixon hater, so. I don't have any comments on Joe Mixon hater, but a Kenyon Drake truther. I don't know if that's the side of history I'd want to be on. Low key. Don't even say it. Don't even say it. Oh my god, bro. Yo, low key. Low key. Play Le'Veon Bell at ninety four hundred because he's faking us all out, and he's trying to win a million in America. (laughs) (laughs) That's the ultimate conspiracy. False, False reports coming from Steelers camp. I don't think so, man. If you heard the comments that his offensive line was making about him, Yo, they do not all in like it, him. Dude, they're trying to, they're trying to buy new Benzes Mike, Mike for the squad, bro. I mean, Mike Tomlin makes a makes a DraftKings lineup. Yeah, and wins a I'm telling maker. you, yo. On I'm one hand, I feel you. what you're saying, but on the other hand, Le'Veon Bell's game checks probably equate to more than the Millie Maker, so. A hundred percent. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yo, he low key, he low key signed it already. But nobody knows. Because the franchise tender for running backs is fifteen million, if I'm correct. He's missing eight hundred and I think it's eight hundred and thirty grand a game or something. Yeah, that's wild. Um. Anyways. Uh. Anyways, Alvin Kamara is probably going to be the highest owned player on the slate. Are you interested in him for cash? Hundred percent. It just if that if they run away with that game, he's just gonna be so. He's gonna get so many carries. He might be the highest scoring player on the slate. Yeah, Mike Gillisley, the number two. 
and actually basically the only other running back on their team. They actually cut Boston Scott. Uh, Ingram is obviously out with the suspension. They cut Jamal, or not Jamal Williams. Um, what's his face? Jonathan, Jonathan Williams. Williams. And, um, yeah, and I think Shane Vereen is also hurt. So it's really he just going to be. I believe. Yeah, so it's really just going to be Kamara and Gillisley, and they just picked up Gillisley. Um, I think Kamara could see a career high in touches on week one. Yeah, um, yeah, Kamara and Gillisley are the only two running backs on the active roster, and they play in what? It would be four days, three days? Yeah. So, you think Gillisley's going to get some touches, John? I might play him. I think he'll get touches. I don't think he'll get enough touches to... He won't get a lot, but he'll probably get around like five to seven. There's no way he could know the scheme. Him, do you think they'll toss him down in the red zone? No. It's just you got to assume so that efficient. he's taking over the... You got to assume that he's taking over the Ingram run. Yeah, but yo, what if no. they just blow out Tampa like everybody assumes? Like, are you going to keep Kamara in there for when you're winning 42 to 17? In the fourth quarter no. with, like, six minutes left. But if you get up to 42, no. then you have to think Camaro was a huge part of that, unless it's all yeah, like Mike Thomas. Yeah, play them both. I'm, I mean, I'll, I'm just going to say I'm not going to play any Gillisley, but I, mean, you know, it's, I guess wise, it's a possible GPP, GPP shot in the dark. Yeah, but I'm didn't saying. he just sign a couple days ago? I mean, I just don't think he'll know the scheme enough to get more than, you know, maybe like five or six carries just to, like, spell Camara, but I'm j- You don't I'm need to j- know the scheme to run up the middle. Bro, I'm just saying the GPP I lineup mean, that's going to win is going to be Le'Veon Bell and Mike Gillisley. Well, then I'll probably off myself. But um, I mean, that will 100% not happen, so just don't listen <laughs> yeah, to Jared. Yeah, agreed. Um, moving down, um, <laughs> who else do we think are options? I mean, Melvin Gordon, I think, is a great option at 6,800 to get – the same type of workload as the top backs at a cheaper price. He's gonna he's gonna score, but um, I'd rather pay down for McCaffrey. Yeah, McCaffrey. Um, I, it's just a matter of whether do you do you believe that McCaffrey's gonna get the kind of workload that he was getting in the preseason, like over a full game. I mean, they gave him ten touches in like a quarter. So if he's getting that kind of workload in a real game, I mean, I mean, if they're giving that to him in in a preseason game. You gotta expect that they're gonna give it to him in a regular season game. All day. It's just kind of common sense, you know. Yeah, I mean, and he's only sixty four hundred. He's definitely um, a lock if you can spare the capital. Um, any other now, names? You know who we're overlooking? Who? <laughs> Kenyon Drake. Oh my dude. I'm gonna let keep me throw looking. this theory. Let Let me throw this theory out there since we're doing that. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Dolphins are playing up Frank Gore, as in they're overhyping him than what he's actually going to do. Because they just announced that, you know, Frank Gore might start, which, you know, means nothing. It's just who, who's out there for the first snap. Um, I think I think that's a, a theory, man, that they're overhyping him because they want, you know, they want people to be off Kenyon Drake. All right, my counter to that is that the Dolphins coaching staff isn't competent enough to think like that. And I also would like to say that Oh, you that could... was a staff that had a that had a coach uh doing lines of cocaine, correct? Yes. Absolutely correct. <laughs> yep. They they was lit out in Miami, but I mean it isn't Miami, so what do you expect? H- but... Hence why they don't want to give Drake the the featured role. 
because they're on because they're on some stuff. Let me put you guys on to one of the best cash plays and potentially GPP plays uh, of the week, and that's Lamar Miller. He's going to be a three-down back in the oh. highest-scoring game of the week. Um, <laughs> you guys just need to get on board with this. Let your personal biases go and just accept that the workload at 5,200 in a high-scoring game is it's just a lock. I mean, how can you not play him? It'd be right, so crazy. I'm, I'm going to say this. Derrick Henry is going to outscore him, and I'm not touching Derrick Henry. So Lamar Miller is, like, in the trash can down the street. You know what I'm saying? Lamar Miller so the player who has absolutely, is the most overrated running back. He's not overrated if he's 5,200. But Clearly. every season they talk about, oh, he's going to be a workhorse. He's going to do this. He's going to do that. And what does he end up doing, Jared? Pretty good when Deshaun Watson was in. Shit. Yo, you know so... you know how I feel about Lamar Miller? Um, Mark Ingram is 5,700. <laughs> Mark Ingram isn't playing. And honestly, you're just a pure hater if you think that Derrick Henry, who has no pass game equity and is going to be probably the lesser of two backs playing with Deion Lewis, is going to outscore Lamar Miller. That's just absurd. Derrick Henry has the potential to to break a long run at any given moment, though. And Lamar Miller has the potential to have 25 touches in the highest scoring game of the week. Okay, but what is yeah, he going to but... do with that when he averages, what, like 2.7 yards a carry? He's trash, dude. I don't know about all that. Well, no swearing, sir. This is a family-friendly podcast. So what is Lamar Miller going to do with 2.7 yards a carry? He's terrible, dude. Well, his average was 3.7 last year, and it was yeah, higher in the games that I Watson mean, was playing. So, I mean, yeah, obviously you're going to not do quite as well when Tom Savage is your quarterback. I will lay money down that Lamar Miller does not score more than Derrick Henry this week. Lamar Miller didn't have over 75 rushing yards. Or he hit 75 in week four, and that was his highest rushing performance of the season. So he's definitely not a threat on a ground game, especially if he's getting 20 carries and he's getting 50 yards every week with 20 carries. Lamar Miller, one of the best point-per-dollar plays on the slate. Um, Moving on to wide receiver. I mean, the high-end wide receivers are absolutely stacked this week. Um, We already touched on Antonio Brown uh, briefly, but with Bell out, he should have an even higher uh, target share than he usually does. Um, Hopkins is an obviously good play against a shaky New England secondary. Michael Thomas, um, Keenan Allen is a great play against Kansas City. Um, out of those guys, who are you most likely to play? Keenan Allen. Honestly, you, you can't go wrong with Keenan Allen or Michael Thomas, but I would prefer Keenan Allen just because he's three hundred dollars uh, cheaper. And he's playing a worse secondary, so. And if he yeah, stays he healthy, is. I think he's a real contender to be um, to lead the league in targets this year. And although I do like DeAndre Hopkins against the Patriots, if Gilmore is in the form how he was from the middle of the season last year to the end of the season, Hopkins will get locked up. You heard it here first. Yeah, nobody in the NFL Gilmore can was lock a top five Hopkins, cornerback. Gilmore was a top five cornerback from week 8 to week 16 or week 17 last year. Debate me. I don't need to because that's ridiculous. Um, Who do you guys like as your cash game core in terms of receivers? So three receivers. So I'll go first. So my cash game core would consist of Keenan Allen as my number one at 7,500. 
My number two would be Jarvis Landry mm-hmm. at 5,500 just because he's going to get a massive target share. you got to love Jarvis and the connection he's had with Tyrod. Uh, love him for cash yeah. as well. Cash, and then I would choose... I mean, for my third receiver, I have multiple people that I would choose. I would go with Sanders Yep. just because the Seahawks defense is really bad. Uh, ben, you convinced me on Kenny Stills, so I would throw Kenny Stills in there at 4,700. And I think that that, that uh, conversation was off air, so let me just dish that out real here. Um, Kenny Stills at 4,700 I think is a great cash game play, um, although they do have Amendola there who is – uh, on some people's radar, I've seen 4,200 could potentially lead the team in catches. Uh, Kenny Stills actually has rapport with Tannehill. He's been there. Um, his preseason usage shows that they were using him as more than just the tradi- uh, traditional deep threat that you think of him as. He was catching you know, short to mid-range passes. Um, with Devontae Parker slated to miss the game, it's really going to be Kenny Stills and two new additions at receiver in Albert Wilson and Amendola. So I think that Tannehill could lean on his report with Stills. And just, I mean, Stills is 27. He's a speedster, and Amendola is 32 and one-dimensional. So, you know, especially if more people are on Amendola, I think Stills is a great play. Hey, Amendola's going to snap. So, But if I'm, if I'm not playing Landry or Stills, I'll probably look up to Diggs or Chris Hogan as my third wide receiver. So that'd be my core. And just Love with Diggs and well. Hogan, yeah, they just have good matchups. That's why I would play them. And there's a bunch of upside there at 6,300 for Diggs and 6,100 for Chris Hogan. There's a bunch of upside. Um, I also want to throw out uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. Again, with Le'Veon missing, I think that the uh, Steelers could go to a more pass-heavy approach just for this game. And Smith-Schuster showed last year multiple times that he could be like a slate breaking player and just go off even with limited targets so if he's getting an increased target share martavis bryant's gone he's their clear number two at this point um i think smith schuster could be in play at least at 5900 for cash and he's definitely interesting in gpps um i agree jared any uh cash game plays that we did not mention there uh, my two complete locks are Juju and Keenan Allen, so I think we got all I love that. Juju, just since you were just talking about it. I love that play. Yeah, that's, that's you guys, definitely yeah, You guys convinced me on him off air as well. So I was on Crowder, but I don't know. If Jordan Reed is healthy. Which he is. And Chris Thompson and Chris Thompson's going to play a lot. I don't know oh, how much I mean, I Yeah, I like Crowder again as a GPP play, but for that those reasons, I don't know. Both of them um, actually came off the injury report, and they're a full go for week one. Yeah, so I was fully on Crowder, but I don't know. Not probably not. Um, some GPP names to consider. Oh, real quick, actually, we mentioned uh, we missed one for cash. Um, Keelan Cole, who when the f- when the slate first came out seemed super underpriced, and then everybody kind of figured it out uh, with all the reports that he would be the Jags' wide receiver one, and then Marquise Lee uh, injured himself and got out for the year. So I think that Keelan Cole is actually going to be one of the highest owned players on the slate. There's a lot of buzz about him. And to be honest, um, I had him in a lot of my early cash lineups, but I am thinking I'm going to shift off of that just because uh, there's a lot of value in the mid-range like we talked about with players like Stills and Smith, Schuster. Um, You know, paying down for Cole can free up your lineup, but 
I could totally see that going wrong with D.D. Westbrook, uh, Dante Moncrief in the mix. They're going to be a run-first team. Fournette is the only safe option, in my opinion, as far as uh, the Bengals go. ASJ is another name that could take targets from him. So, uh, Although it, it, ASJ is hurt. That's he interesting. Has like a, muscle, a muscle strain, so he's questionable. Do you guys like uh, Keelan Cole? Jared. I don't know. I can't figure out that Giants defense yet. I mean, I I feel like they're just going to lean on Fournette. But Cole, I don't know. He always just comes out of nowhere and just Yeah, snaps. I love Fournette as a cash and GPP play as well. Yeah, we didn't but, we didn't talk about Fournette, but I mean, at 7100, he is, you know, he's got a lot of upside. Yeah, he's going to he's going to uh provide value there. But Keelan Cole I mean, I like him, but if he's high on, then I won't play him. And and in terms of GPPs, there's some great pivots uh, right around his price range. You could pay a uh, hundred more for Jared's boy John Ross. Um, you could pay the same price for yes. John Brown, uh, who has somewhat looking uh, looks like he's taken over the wide receiver one spot from Crabtree in um, Baltimore. And I anticipate the Bills' defense is going to be absolute garbage. So. Um, I think John Brown actually is interesting at a much I mean, the lower. Bill secondary, the Bill secondary is good. So, yeah, you're tripping. The dude. Bill secondary is actually pretty good. Should Davis White, my boy Micah Hyde, Poyer, Poyer, the two Vontae Davis they just signed. Yeah, I mean, their their yeah, secondary you don't know is what good. You're gonna get with Vontae Davis. Tre'Davious White is he's low key a monster. Yeah, and Micah Hyde completely snapped last year, and Hell, Poyer. Hyde up. and Poyer were were top five safety duo last year. Yeah, but you don't know what you're gonna get with Vontae Davis. So I mean, I like I John Brown for the season <clears throat> outlook, but I don't like him in a matchup against uh, the Bills, especially because their secondary is good, like we just said. And Joe Flacco is trash. I'll put that out there. Yeah, it's going to be a, a really low-scoring game unless McCoy or uh, Alex Collins do anything. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I, I would probably not play him in, in cash, but I think – I mean, it could be worth something at a GPP dart throw, but I'm going to be pretty heavy on Alex Collins and we'll be playing them in the same lineup. I mean, I would definitely look to him, you know, deeper into the season because, like you said, he, he could overtake the receiver one from Crabtree, and he's looked – actually really good in the preseason we've already uh talked about quite a few of these players um so uh another name i'd like to throw out at wide receiver just because of my uh my case keenum infatuation for week one i think Cortland sutton down at 3600 could have just that kind of game where he gets two touchdowns and like i said is a great pivot uh to get off of keelan cole at low price um Cortland sutton could just dominate red zone targets for them this year so I think Sutton's an interesting option. You could maybe double stack him with, uh, you know, Keenum, Sanders, and Sutton if you really think the Broncos are going to go off. Anybody else we like? Marquise Goodwin at 4,600 I think is interesting. They priced him down super low because of the matchup with the Vikings. But, you know. For sure. All it takes is one. Yeah. I think we should go on to tight ends. All right. Uh, tight ends. Uh a huge question of the week, basically a lineup defining question, is: Do you pay up for Gronk at sixty nine hundred? Hundred percent. Are you Are you doing it in cash? Because I mean, that might sacrifice playing somebody like Camara and okay. having to go a little bit lower. But I yeah, mean, 
the floor right. is so high. The floor is super high, and in cash, honestly, somebody who I'm looking at is Jordan Reed at four thousand, which is a clear misprice if he's healthy. Clear misprice because he's the top tight end when he's healthy. So if I'm not paying up for Gronk, I'm going to Reed or um, Delaney Walker at forty nine hundred. But I love Gronk this week in all formats. So, Jared, what do you think? I'm not a fan of Jordan uh, Reed. I'm not paying up for Gronk, and I'm 100% locked on Delaney Walker. Walker is interesting. Um, I like that call. Um, Jordan Reed, interesting, again, just because of I mean he could literally get tapped and be out for the season like I just I don't know I, I I'm not I'm not playing him in cash I, I guarantee you that I would rather play uh pay up 500 more for Kyle Rudolph who I think is going to actually have a pretty uh significant role going to Reed's former uh quarterback and Kirk Cousins who has shown an affinity to throw in the middle of the field especially to his tight ends I think Rudolph could be in for a big year with the Vikings it's just when Jordan Reed is healthy and he does play he's always like a top four tight end option yeah and it's a great price and he's a good touchdown scorer um, if you want i wouldn't value, be opposed to that's, read that's ultimate value GPPs. in my opinion for four thousand for a top tier tight end some other uh interesting names out there uh jack doyle's getting a lot of buzz at 3600 um he might be one of the few colts i am interested in especially just because, like I said, I'm not totally sold on Luck being able to regain full form with the deep ball. I think that he might depend on Doyle as a safety blanket, but with the additions of Ebron, I'm just not too sure if I want to roster Doyle. There's not much to lose at 3,600, though. Um, I am pretty interested. Low-key, super low-key, maybe like one GPP lineup in O.J. Howard. Um, if you look at the splits between Howard and Bray when Fitzpatrick started, um, Howard was the clear favorite for Fitz, and Howard uh, looked to sort of be taking over Bray, and just in terms of preseason snaps, not that that necessarily means anything, but I think that, you know, with how high that game is projected to go in terms of points and everyone's going to be on the Saints, you got to bring it back with someone. I think O.J. Howard at 3,100 could free up a lot of space in your roster, just as a GPP dart throw. Yeah, also, just another tight end that I want to throw out there is Tyler Eifert. And it's not just because I have him in fantasy. It's because he's healthy. No, that's probably the only reason. No, it's because he's healthy. All right. And when he does play, he's one of uh, Dalton's favorite targets besides A.J. Green. He's looking to Eifert if A.J. Green's not open. So, since he's going to play week one and he's not on the injury report and he has one of the best uh, touchdown percentages in the entire NFL in his career, that I f- I, that's good value at 3,400 against a Colts defense that ranked 19th against tight ends last year. All right, so who do you think is going to get injured first, Jordan Reed or Tyler Eifert? Jordan Reed is probably going to get Jordan Reed or Tyler Eifert? Um, hmm. I would say Tyler Eifert. Just because yeah. his back is glass. All right, <laughs> this is how you win a GPP. You play Reed in your tight end, you play Eifert in the flex, and then you sail to being a millionaire. <laughs> I've never heard anything more uh, true. Because <laughs> um, they're the, they have touchdown upside. Like, they're... Well, 
I mean, Alex Smith is in Washington now, but when Kirk Cousins was there, Jordan Reed was a favorite target of his, and Eifert is a favorite target of Dalton's. So and Alex Smith has been known to produce a top tight end. Kelsey, so, Vernon Davis, yeah. etc. So I'm just saying, it's just a nice little option. Uh, so moving on to everybody's favorite position, DST. Um, we could talk about the Ravens, who are going to be the clear uh, highest owned on the slate, uh, facing just a horrible Buffalo Bills offense, devoid of all weapons, a uh, pretty horrible offensive line. The Ravens are expensive. They're 3800 but, I mean, as a cash play, I don't know if I can get off of them. What do you guys think? I'm playing them everywhere, cash and GPP. Yeah, it's either them, the Saints, or... The Jags, low-key. Just because their defense is elite. And Eli Manning is turnover-prone, so... Yeah, them, or even the Chargers. Love the Chargers. value if you want to pay down to get someone to pay up at another position. Maybe probably to get Gronk. That'd be the reason you want to pay down. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I'm just going to throw a couple of others out there that I'm considering. Uh, I like the Panthers with the Dallas uh, offensive line being beat up. And just I'm not super high on Dak this year. I think with the Panthers and McCaffrey, there might be some good correlation there. Um, Also, the Bengals, like I said, if you don't necessarily believe that Luck is going to set the world aflame in his return, the Bengals could be a good option to attack a struggling Luck. And super, super low-key, the Browns defense all the way down, 2,000. I mean, in terms of cash, you need them to get six points, which is nothing. Uh, you know, the Steelers are without Le'Veon Bell. Miles Garrett looks like an absolute beast in the preseason. He could be one of the best defensive players in the league this year. I mean, he might already be. Um, if you think the Browns are going to turn it around and maybe have a really good showing in their first game, uh, you could consider the Browns at 2,000. Also, I might have just been watching too much Hard Knocks, and they could be trash, so we'll see. <laughs> yeah, um, probably probably the latter. So. Yeah. Um, anybody else that we want to throw out there? I think we covered them all. Defense is you know, pretty easy. There's not really much to break down. Yeah, I mean, out of all the positions, I think that the most luck comes into defense. You can't really project pick sixes. I mean, if anything, yeah, maybe the Chargers sixes. just because of the, Yeah, I mean, a lot of it is so volatile. So just for that reason, I might get off of the Ravens despite them being such a great play. Um, if they're going to be super highly owned, I might just get off of them in GPPs just because another team could get a pick six and do the same thing that they did at a cheaper price. If you want a guaranteed interception, Casey Hayward, week one. Yeah, and a couple pick. of sacks against Mahomes in his first guaranteed real Guaranteed interception is either Ramsey or Boye. Guaranteed. And it's not on the main sack. slate, but uh, somebody who I would consider Hayward's equal, if not better, Darius Slay in the Monday night game uh, playing against the youngest quarterback to ever start in the NFL, Sam Darnold. So I like the Lions, DSC. Wait, equal or better as in chance or? Equal or better. Like Interpret it how you will. Nah. (laughs) Casey Hayward's a top five corner. Uh, and um, so let's see. Is there anything else we need to cover here? How about, you know, just for the people, we didn't really plan this, but throw out a, a nice low-owned stack that you might be rolling out in GPPs. Bengals. Bengals are low or very low salary. Mm-hmm. Um, so who, like Dalton Green, 
Ross. Oh, oh my bad. Uh, Dalton Ross, then either Mixon or AJ Green. Um, probably I don't know. I like Mixon. I think Mixon scores twice. Honestly, to be completely honest. So, my preferred loan stack would probably be the Broncos, but you know Demarius is fifty-seven and Sanders is five thousand, so it's relatively cheap. But if you want to. Uh, take a little bit further. I would go Tyrod at 54, mm. Carlos Hyde at 45, and then Jarvis Landry at 55. I like that one. Um, One that I'm going to consider, I'm definitely going to play some variation of this. I, I'm going to stack the uh, the Titans-Dolphins game, I think that that could turn into an absolute shootout with a couple of bad defenses. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to be in on Corey Davis week one, but I I could see it. Uh, Mariota to Davis or maybe Mariota to Delaney Walker and bring it back with Kenny Stills on the other side. Um, I've got some interest there. I think Xavion's going to lock up Corey Davis. Yeah. He, he could, but Corey Davis could play all over the formation potentially. I mean – I think Xavion will will travel. It's possible. So yeah, again, like another another opportunity would be uh, Delaney Walker, who's been one of Mariota's favorite targets, and Mariota has shown that he can have blow up weeks. He's had multiple four touchdown games uh, in his career. So yeah, but guys, football is back. I'm so excited. Oh my god, I know I can't wait. Um, it's been so long since oh. February since the Patriots unfortunately lost the Super Bowl. So what do you guys, uh, you guys got any plans for tomorrow? Doing anything, well, I guess tonight, doing anything good for kickoff? Uh, Schoolwork? <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, classes started a couple days ago, you know, college students. Yeah, I don't know about that life, man. I'm, I'm, I'm done with college. Forget that. Not, um, <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so sad that I can't watch week one, though. That is that is really bad, man. Yeah. I mean, you, I know you have a wedding in the family, but I mean. Yeah, this is the guy you want providing <laughs> you information. For for real, I I would literally miss my own wedding to, to watch week one. <laughs> I I only say that because I know my girl won't listen oh, uh, this no, far I'll, into the I'll show. I'll definitely <laughs> have this stream up on my phone. 100%. Oh yeah. Wait, so you're while gonna I'm, be that dude that they? A beer, while I'm drinking a couple beers, chilling on the beach, cause cause it's at the beach. Yo, um, you're gonna be the guy from the Verizon commercial who's sitting at the date with his girl, and he's like looking down at the phone instead of her. Yo. <laughs> oh yeah, my girl will be off doing something, and I'll just be chilling on the beach. It's supposed to be, uh, you know, pretty nice weather. So chilling on the beach, watching Week One football, Patriots versus Texans. Well, I for one, I'm gonna be cooped up in a dark room, just probably watching Red Zone. Uh, what about you, Jared? Um. Probably right next to you watching Red Zone. Hey, sounds good. <laughs> All right, man, I'm down. Um, yeah, so I guess that is going to be it for us. Uh, real quick, we are going to be setting up a Discord channel in which we, at least one of us at a time, hopefully more, will be uh, live in the Discord chat uh, leading up to Sunday Games Lock at 1 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we'll be on throughout the day. Just if you guys have any DFS thoughts, you want to talk about, you know, your tilts as the players you start, you know, fall into the abyss and get zero points, get injured in the first corner. We'll be there to cry with you, and we'll be there to laugh with you as your uh, as all the great plays that we recommend go off and win you GPPs. So, 
Uh, look yeah. for that. We'll post the link on Twitter for that Discord once we get it set up. It'll be up before week one. And, uh, yeah, that's it, I think. It's a, it's a pretty good uh, communication channel to interact with us and, you know, just pick our brains and we'll pick your guys' brains. So Yeah, for sure. Uh, trying to get this community popping. Uh, one more time, Joey, would you mind telling the people uh, where they can find us just in case they missed it? So you it. can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you listen to your podcast. Um, to support us, all you have to do is hit that subscribe button on iTunes that would mean the most to us if you did that or just share our tweets uh, retweet them like them <clears throat> that's the best possible way to support the podcast yep all that good stuff you can follow us on twitter at the dfs dose uh you can follow me on twitter my personal twitter is at ben hover b-e-n-h-a-u-v-e-r guys tell them where they can find you my personal twitter is at joey carrion underscore and mine is at jared underscore underscore Marcus. All right, guys, that's it. Uh, we will see you on Monday to recap all the exciting action of week one. After uh, we cash out on Sunday. And so will you if you listen to us. Uh, good luck, everybody. Yeah.